Welcome to episode two of the Toronto Untilt baseball podcast. Um, well, the Blue Jays podcast that we'll give, I guess, a more Blue Jays specific name to later. Uh, until we do that, though, you can find our website, torontountilt.com. You can find our Twitter at Toronto on Tilt. You can find the video on YouTube, Toronto on Tilt. And then, of course, you can find the audio of the podcast streaming everywhere. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Breaker, Bleaker, Anchor, all the things. they scre- It streams everywhere. You can find it. Yes, I'm Steve Artabello. I'm here with Anthony Harris and Theo Yordano. And... Super excited, super excited, super excited, little deflated because of the Michael Brantley thing, which we'll just jump right into. And then we'll get into the all positivity of George Springer, which is really like we're going to sound kind of negative off the hop because George Springer is still a ridiculous thing to have happened. But, you know, when you hear you also got Michael Brantley and then that doesn't happen. And now he signs with Houston. That sucks. Theo, I already wrote him in all these lineups. We were discussing it. Over text, they needed the lefty bat. We had a lefty, righty, lefty, and to start the lineup, it was looking like crazy good. And then just now, we now they're saying that the players are confirming it for the Astros. Like it's Brantley's gone, that's just done now officially. Um, yeah, it sucks when when, you know something like that. We thought we were going to have that with Springer last night, the way the reports were coming in from very unverified sources, which I want to get to how a lot of people. Like can just break news nowadays. You can just break news. I saw a fucking account, two hundred followers, we was tweeting stuff. Ken Rosenthal is like crediting. So yeah, this guy had it first. Like, can we just start yeah, tweeting shit and just claim it? We yeah. can start well, doing well, that. Well, here's the thing. This guy, this guy does actually. Not the guy like, from last right night. For a... not, not, okay. not the Springer guy. No, no. It was a guy with like two hundred followers who was talking. About oh no, 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 that's that's happened before. Like that, that's also happened. Um, we've seen it with the A's. Like we've seen some like random small accounts, like people that no one knew break stuff. Like th- it's a little different here, uh, just because this guy actually is part of a Jays blog. Like he does follow the team, he does cover the team, yeah. so it is a little la- different. The guy last night, I don't know his name exactly. He, the guy, he was on it right away for the Springer, but it was just something like. Today I'm gonna pull it up right now because I want to go find Ken's shit. first tweet because Ken tweeted the guy or credit him right away, and I, I always like um, I've never like really been. As addicted to since we're all at home now, you're just on Twitter all day scrolling, scrolling. Usually when I see stuff, it's when big guys tweet. And now, you know, if you're on your phone all day, you're seeing stuff right when it happens. And the way this news was coming in, I was very sure that, you know, once Ken tweeted, we we were getting him. Yeah, Honest Jays fan was the guy that I saw. He has like 400 followers now. And Uh, Brendan, Brendan K. Oh, not that guy. That guy was, that guy's actually like a writer. No, no, I was going to say, yeah, from the Jays Nation. He was the one, he was the Springer one. Look at the guy, Honest Jays fan, was the one about the, the Brantley news. And Ken credited him today. And I was like, oh. this guy, is, he had like 200 followers, not verified. I didn't see any of my mutuals following him. So I'm just like, who the fuck is this guy? His, his bio is just uh, Jays fan giving up straight out honest opinions. So I'm just thinking, we should just be newsbreakers. Let's just start our account, just throwing fucking things out, and delete whatever doesn't hit. Because <laughs> you can get credit for that. But uh, in all seriousness, I guess something just went wrong. I, I don't know. Yeah, where the miscommunication was if we were setting up a trade and just something broke through, but it sucks I think it's right just now. Houston came in late. I think that's really all it was. I think they just it came could in be up their offer. I think that's maybe all. maybe Brantley gave them the chance, like gave them a chance to to get close or to to make it different. You know what I mean? Like maybe maybe there was always that kind of agreement, and just maybe it was communicated wrong. It's just it 
it was weird considering where it came from that it backfired like this. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? The yeah, exactly. Confirmed it. Like well, that was the, the thing. Games. Like Jeff Pass and Ken Rose, the, like everyone jumped on it. It came from Hazel May. Like it wasn't. And it was reported as a three-year deal, and to see he accepted yeah. it too makes you wonder. I don't think the Jays lowballed him. Like I don't think no. it was those situations because you know we're big spenders now. We're like an elite class of of teams that spend, according to you. Of know, course, yeah. Well, I mean, you throw that Springer contract. Look well, at Ryu last year. We had the same well, in extra year, and and well, that's it. I guess let's just transition right to that. Let's get past the Brantley stuff. So that's such a bit of a downer. Whatever. Even uh, like we anyway. were talking about. Le- left-handed Less bat, professional hitter. Yeah, this is true. He really Hill should be a DH. It's turf. He can't really play left field here. He'd probably just like he's already he's like, injury prone. We're just gonna talk this down. Don't worry. Anyways, like on to the positivity. Guys. He's thirty-four. He's thirty-four. Like old, he's old man. We don't need that. That's just not yes. something we need right now. So, anyways, let's get to the positivity. Let's get to the good shit. So, the Blue Jays agreed to terms with George Springer, the center fielder. Uh, formerly of the Houston Astros on a six-year, $150 million deal, $25 million bucks a year. Uh, Theo was mentioning it right there. We'll just get right to it. Much like the Ryu deal where right after he signed, everyone was like, the Jays gave him an extra year. They gave him an extra year, which gave him more money than anyone else was willing to do, and that's why he went there. And from the report, Springer wanted to play close to home. He wanted to be close to Connecticut. We're not really all that far from Connecticut, realistically, the distance from here in New York, it, it's really negligible, to be Buffalo. fully honest. Right, and, and then if we're playing in Buffalo, if the Jays play in Buffalo. So anyways, the Mets were only going to give him 120, like they weren't going to they weren't going to go the same route as the Jays, which probably meant they had a, a less, one less year, they're probably going a five-year deal at that point. When you start to see those reports come out, it's just like, okay, Okay, but remember when we were yelling in the first one of this of like, okay, you've made all these promises, you're in on all these people. Uh, all right, do something. You know what I mean? And if you have to do it, like you promised it was going to happen. If you got to overpay these guys to come here, you just have to do it at this point. And they did. They, 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 they did the thing. They quite literally did the thing. They went out and got what they needed. And I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, he's unarguably... At least one, a, if he's not one A, he's the one B position player between him and Real Muto this season. Like this is this is a different type of free agent signing. This is, you know what I mean. This is like the best player available type of free agent signing. Yeah, if he's not number one, he's number two. And you see what his WAR was the last few years. It's really only behind household names, MVPs, Mookie Betts, Mike Trout, and Christian Yelich. He's in that class. He's that good of a player. Now he's thirty one. And he is a center fielder for now. And that's where the question kind of is, how long will he be at that level as a center fielder? Because his value will drop a bit in the corner. But, I like, really, his game is a lot more than just speed. You know, he's got a great eye, gets on base a ton, great power. That's exactly what the team's been missing, a guy to play center field. Really, outfield in general, as far as a consistency standpoint, that guy is just a machine. And it's great that they got their guy. And a big thing, too, he's a guy whose strikeouts have reduced substantially from when he broke into the league. Like he was known as a guy who he had a lot of power, but he also struck out a lot. Yeah. Uh, his first 
2015 season, we played 102 games. He struck out 24.2% of the time. His first full season, 2016, where he literally played 162. He struck out 24% of the time, 23.9. Last year in the shortened season, was 17.1. The year before, 20.3. 19.7, 17.6. Like, he, he's, he's brought it down, and that's what you hope to see in an approach from guys the Jays are bringing in. You don't want to see a lot more high strikeout, low on base, big power guys, because that's something that we've seen in this team as they've been rebuilding and retooling that they don't need any more of. George Springer is going to hit for average. He's going to hit for power. Like Tony said, he's going to get on base. He does everything. He really does do everything. And you have a real center fielder. No Superman capes to market this guy. That, he's... <laughs> You don't need that. Just go look at his Fangraphs page. You know what I mean? Like his career oh, at the moment. He's got a ring. He was a World Series MVP. We're going to get to that last the, no, thing in a by second. By the way, are we going to Oh, you want to get right to it right now? Because here's like, the thing. Let me just read off his stat line before we get to it. Because I guess this will play into the whole thing. His career is a 270 average, 361 on base with a 491 slugging percentage. You know what I mean? That is, a, that is an over 850 average OPS for his career. That is phenomenal. You know what I mean? Like 900 is like Hall of Fame level. Uh, It's ridiculous because he also plays defense at an elite position in center field. But yeah, let's just get to it. He's a former Houston Astro. One more thing we should get to, like, where do you think he should hit in the order? Because we had this discussion earlier when we thought we had Brantley, and I thought maybe the two hole would be the best. He's been hitting the one hole a lot in Houston. Do you care where he hits, or is it just kind of where he feels best? Here's the thing. He's hit there. He's hit let off most of his career for the Astros. The vast majority of it, I would like to say. So if he wants to hit there and you've given him all this money, you kind of let him hit there. But to be honest, you could really put him one through five. Like he does everything. Depending on if they add another bat, I would like to see him two ideally, but you know, you can't really. I still think Bijou at one is because even when he's cold, the guy is getting on base, and it's something that's that, so valuable to have there. So, and he's a good base runner, like you know what I mean. Like it's yeah. he's a lot of the things you have with Brantley, and like those are or not Brantley. <laughs> there we go uh, of George Springer, and it's great to have those guys high in the order because then you have someone like Bo who swings at a lot of things but makes a lot of contact. And then Vladdy, who's svelte Vladdy now. Like, we've all started to see the – like, we talked about this in the last one, of like, a month ago. Maybe a couple – like, a while ago when we recorded the last one of these. Basically said, we'll do something when they do something. Vladdy looks good. Like, I guess we'll get to that later. We'll stick We'll stick on to the Springer stuff right now. Um, okay, Theo. Let's get ready to do it. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. We can't get away from the fact that he's a Houston Astro. They cheated. Yeah. yeah, they yeah. just really wanted to win. Here's the and thing: like, I'm not going to go back on it. Like, I'm not going to go back on it now. Uh, I don't know how we're all going to look I'm, at this in revisionist history, but like, I'm not going to go back on anything I said about the Astros and the fact that I don't believe that they deserve it. They deserve to be stripped of the title. That's 100 percent honest. He was still good last year. It's not like the bottom fell out. It was a short sample size, but he had 14 home runs. Like, he was still pretty much around what he normally is. I don't think that's going to, like, I don't think that affects him when he comes to Toronto in a way of he's the, the bottom's just going to fall out when he gets here. Here's what I'm going to say. But it sucks. 
I backtracked on this back in September. I remember I was texting you guys saying, do, do people still yeah. care about this? Like, you know, I kind of was turning into the Astro side. Like, you know, people hate him so much. I kind of like it. They kind of nah. turned into it. Springer was like one of the guys who was upfront about it as far as after they took all this shit. He's good in the community. I think Springer's a great, upstanding Here's individual. He's a great guy. Great That's the thing. Great he does, he actually does, from all accounts, like, not only is he a good. Not, well, not even Bregman. I wouldn't even say anything. Correa was basically became the face of this Correa whole thing because and, he. Uh, McCullers, those were the guys who were super obnoxious about it after the fact and wanted yeah. like, acting like. McCullers on Twitter. Twitter. McCullers attacked everyone on Twitter and then blocked them, including writers, like national people. Um, and Carlos Correa talked shit the entire season. And he until got they married lost. after the World Series, like on the field. Like, Biggest yeah, douchebag move, don't... anyways. Like, yeah, like, come on now. No, I mean, I think Springer, I don't want maybe, to maybe here's the thing. We should also probably watch what we say about Carlos Correa, considering he's a free agent next up season two with all the, the shortstops. And I'll take all the other shortstops. I'd so we'll much rather Trevor guys, story, we'll but story. we're getting Trevor story. We're not bargaining. Let the Yankees get Correa. The Yankees. Anyways, <laughs> let's, let's, let's stay on the, the, the George Springer thing. Yes. He was a cheater with the Houston Astros. There's no taking that back. Does it look like his numbers became a whole lot worse? Like in terms of what's going to happen in Toronto? No. Um, and again, the only thing like, yeah, it's revisionist history. And we're going back and trying to make it better. But at least we're not dealing with, I don't know, Jose Altuve, who like forgot how to throw a baseball, forgot how to hit a baseball. At least we're not dealing with Alex Bregman, who is a douchebag about it. At least we're not dealing with Carlos Correa, which we might have Virtual to do next Zuna. year. We have had worse guys. We have had worse guys. Okay, exactly. At least George Springer all accounts is a good person and actually spends a lot of time doing community work. Uh, he had a stutter. He does a lot of things for kids with stutters. There's just a whole lot of things that George Springer does that makes him a good person aside from, yeah, he was definitely part of the Astros team and cheating. Like there's no doubt about it, Let's but say, cheating is on the positive side. Baseball. I like just saying he's one of the best playoff hitters of all time. I think we just end it right there. Period. Look at the numbers. That's also a fact. And time. I mean, here's the thing. There's probably actually me talking about this at some point where I was making fun of that and talking about how you had to look at that. And, um, yeah, I'm just not going to talk about that anymore. He is the, exactly. We're just going to go with the stats right now, like uh, like Tony said. Like the same thing. You know what? I've always been a stats guy, and I've supported Barry Bonds. Put him in the same category. And, and Deal with that. Me, let's also. I, I like this That's for the Jays. Big Barry I'm, Bonds I'm, guy. I'm tired of the Jays being this nice team that everyone like. Fuck that shit. Let's they were the best when they were the team everyone hated. Exactly. They were yes. And you know what? If that's continuing, if we got to like, here's another thing too. The personality of this team. The bad flips, like the Grega like Vladdy and Bo are loud players. You know what I mean? Like when they're playing well, there's a lot of swagger to their game. There's a whole lot of that with George Springer, too. He doesn't talk the same shit as his Astros teammates, but George Springer will pimp a home run. And we all like, I mean, I've been very open about it. I love when someone pimps a home run. So I'm all for this. I think he's gonna fit in great. I'll like, say one. When when we remember Donaldson last year when he got that home run and he walked by home plate and he covered oh. the play because he was pissed. That's the kind of shit I saw last year. I'm like, man, I really missed that on our team. Missed just yes. guys who were so good they could just be as cocky as they want and 
maybe we'll bring that back a bit. I'm tired of this. Oh, the Blue Jays are such a nice team. We love the young yeah. guys. Fuck the rest of the league. Fuck the rest of the AL East. Toronto Blazers are going to be world well, beaters, and we're going to be good. assholes about it. When you're good, like when you're coming up, everyone likes you. But then when you're yeah. good, that's when you start to get enemies. And we're going to get to that point this year. I can't wait. I, can't, I think it's oh, gonna it's going to be great. Oh, it's going to be honestly. I'm very excited. Like, oh, it's nice. And, and here's the thing. Let's put just put it this way: when we're talking about George Berger and we're talking about how excited we are. Here are the Zips projections for him, which are uh, it's something that Fangraphs does. They're they're considered fairly average. You know what I mean? They're 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 a tool that a lot of people use to refer to what they think a player is going to do that year. You know what I mean? It's something that a lot of people, if you are reading baseball, they refer to. They expect him to have twenty eight homers, ninety six runs, ninety RBIs, five steals. Oh, and by the way, hit 273 with a 355 on base and a 490 slug and be worth 3.9 wins above replacement. Like, that's Love worth that. every penny of $25 million a season. You know what I mean? That's that's worth more than that, which is why you're going to have to deal with this on the back end. Because, yes, the last, the last year of this deal, in the sixth year, he will be 36 years old. And he will not be in center field anymore. I can almost guarantee you that. And if he is, it is a miracle. Okay, he's defied aging. He somehow beat Father Time. That's why I don't think it's going to happen. He'll probably be in right field. He might even be a DH. But here's the thing. If the bat ages nicely, you'll still take that. Also, goodbye, Derek Fisher. I know Anthony. It's not going to happen here. Oh, God. There's so many guys. I'm happy we don't have to see anymore. We'll always have that fire into the sun. That big preseason home run last year. Two home runs. (laughs) How sick did he look that day? What could have been? Also, Didn't he hit one out too at Fenway that we all got excited about? Yeah, he hit like two home runs, including the, a game. No, 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 no. not in the preseason, like in the actual season, right before he got hurt. He hit a um, dinger. Maybe. We were starting to get excited about maybe what he could do. And then, yeah, no, it was bad. Derek Fisher's useless. Maybe. Also, <laughs> we should talk about the Mets too here because they dropped the ball in this situation. Not just because of the GM stuff, because of, of where they had their money lined up. Who they paid early in the in the free agency, mm-hmm. and that's the thing that Jays used to do. Remember when they did it with Morales, where they just like bought early on a guy who no one really yep. was like bidding for. Never forget. We kind of on the right side of it this year because the Mets. I don't know if they they couldn't up their offer or they just didn't want to, but it seems like we had more of uh, leverage for, for money in that in that. Well, they have so much so much money they have to pay going forward with Conforto and Stroman. It seems like they want to keep like all these young younger guys who are not to mention. Robbie Cano, that's only one year off of paying him. Yeah, and Lindor, of course. Yeah, if you want to re-sign him, that's going to be a mega deal. You know what I mean? So the Mets kind of took themselves out of it, like you said. And this is the first time that Mets fans, who their owner is very new and they're very excited about, can actually be like, "Wait a second, wait, what do you mean we got outspent by the Blue Jays?" You know what I mean? Like you can see Mets fans. Big Mets fans, maybe. Well, you know what I mean? I don't really understand who owns the Blue Jays. It still like surprises yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, this is that's a meeting government. To have the money. That's the thing. And and just again, to hammer this home, this is what we said. Like We were starting to get annoying about hearing them connected to everyone. We said, sign someone. And they signed someone. And they signed someone huge. And this is actually what they said they were going to do. So we kind of have to give them credit for it. Because if they didn't do this, I was going to just hammer them. You know what I mean? Like, this was going to be absolutely terrible. Theo, I know what that smile is. That's Paul Pogba's goal. But we'll get to that later. Well, not in this I didn't podcast. even see that. No. Ah, yeah, no, that happened. Um, yeah, man. Like, they, they did the thing. 
they, they did what they said they were going to do. They walked the walk after talking the talk, and they're still out there doing things. It's why the Brantley thing was a little sour, because, like, then we were really riding high, like, holy shit, look at this team going around, just, like, swinging the money around. But they've also still been linked to Brad Hand. They've been linked to just to Trevor Bowers, apparently not out of the question still, which is insane. Like, this team is still out there. You have Tywan Walker saying he wants to play here openly. That he loves Pete Walker. Which I think it's a move we should have made by. Like, I'd rather him than yeah. Robbie Ray. Maybe that's your recency bias on my Absolutely, end. Absolutely, yeah. No. Why yeah. not? Not freaking bringing in who they bring in, oh, the, the guy from the Cubs. Uh, Chatwood. Well, he's yeah. a, he's going to be a reliever. And actually, as a reliever, I don't mind that. He could work. Yeah, he could work out of the bullpen. We'll see. He better not be a starter. If he's a starter, I'll be angry. I'll be yeah, very upset. Well, I'll be so very many upset. There's starters in that mid tier that we can, we can get. Like, we can get an older Izzy if we want. We could get a. That, Tanaka exactly. If Tanaka is not going back to Japan. Yeah. So there's Adam, a lot of options. I'm more bullish on this rotation than most, I think, because I, I think Pearson takes that step next year and he becomes that, that too. If he's that's healthy, the thing. Yeah. If yeah. Pearson's healthy, he could really be like I hate to say this because it's like it, it it is getting a little ridiculous. But when the kid throws as hard as he does, and then when you see the breaking stuff be as nasty as it is, and he's six foot six and he's huge, like the potential for him is not number two. The potential for Nate Pearson is number one. There's a reason he's the best right-handed like prospect in baseball right now. He has the potential to be a true number one pitcher, an actual ace, a dude who pitches 200 innings consistently, an actual workhorse. He's got to do it, though. He's got to do it. And the thing is, that's the rarest thing in all of baseball. So he's got the potential, but we have to see him live up to it. But when again... There was an injury. We didn't get to see much of it. And, you know, that's all that's obviously concerning. But if Healy's what he's supposed to be, it's the same thing with Vladdy. Yeah. I, I mean, we've talked about this not in this podcast, but just in general. Like the expectations we have for Vladdy aren't fair, but that's because he's like he's Vladimir Guerrero Sr.'s son. You know what I mean? And and we've seen him at every level. Like we, we saw him embarrassed double A, single A, embarrassed triple A, like almost hit 400 for a season. Like there's a reason his expectations are at that, right? And Dave Peterson is the same kind of thing from the pitching side. I think us with Vlad, we've kind of, we haven't completely tampered the expectation with Vlad, but just slightly, just considering what we've seen the last couple of years. Like if you look at, you know, ESPN, they're saying Vlad is like an elite player already. When like we know, like Tatis, they're they're putting him on the Tatis level when it's not close. Yeah. So, um, I think Bo also outshined him, which was part of the issue. (laughs) Like Bo was so good right away that it was like, okay, Vlad, what are you doing? And defensively, he was such a liability. And Biggio was so smooth and consistent. And T Oscar. Yeah, and, and then Oscar explodes last year. He won't even be hitting in the top four, which is crazy. Who might not be on this team? Like we don't, yeah, uh, actually, right? Like he's he's Guriel in that. Might be more I think he's. Simple. Let's be honest. Guriel Guriel's the number one. He's the most valuable guy. That's that's the reason I. Th- it's not because I think he's the guy you want to trade. If you're if you're doing the stupid Jays talk caller, it's like let's trade Derek Fisher, Rowdy Telez, and like a up Tanner Rourke. For a uh, for a number two starter, let's go trade them for Luis Castillo. Like that's yeah, we a Jay Stock. That's what we want to do. Exactly, like, but what's contract, probably going to happen? Is, exactly, we're going to love Gabriel's contract. His contract, his age, the the small sample size that he's had. Like he has these loud tools. 
we're not saying we want to trade him. We're saying that that's the dude that could probably maybe get you Luis, like that level, like a really high end pitcher is he's probably the guy with some prospects. And, and the fact the, that they have, Oh, so yeah. I was just saying along, have, along with like our middle infield depth uh, in the minors right now, like catcher. I was, yeah. Catcher was exactly where I was about to go. They have five catchers on their 40 man roster. Yeah. Right. Like, the guys are getting traded. Yeah. It just depends on what pitcher. Because with Castillo, like, the Yankees were talking, and then the Reds said they wanted Glaber Torres for him. They which is just a non-starter. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. What about... NL Central, it's, it's so bad that the Reds and... can talk themselves into making the playoffs. What about, like, a Liam... Like a, a Hendricks, Kyle Hendricks, and a and a Bryant, which I've seen tossed around yeah. as because the yeah. Cubs are complete sellers at this point, right? Like they're just trying to, to I get see that. Money. we have the money to, to to spend still. So again, like uh, I don't think they were by far. Like I think we need one more starter, either two or three type, and then I would love an infielder because I do not want to see Vlad. Like if he's if we see him starting third base, I don't know if we've seen. I don't know what he's done endemically to improve. Like I haven't really been following along with that, but. I, I don't know if he's just going to come in this year and, and, and be productive there. So he's, 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 he's at least in shape. That's a good thing. But he was year. last offseason too. Like he was not like shape. this though. Yeah, not like the this. Pandemic happened and kind of messed things up. Yeah, he, he, when he came back, he was completely toast. But not like this. Like Vladdy's never looked like this. Yeah, he looks amazing. The, the pictures we keep seeing, like every, like they keep getting better. Like we keep seeing as they come out better. Be like that when the season starts. Better be like that when the season starts. But the fact that they keep getting better, that he looks like in better and better and better shape. Leaner and leaner and leaner. If you give him the shot at third base because he's done this, okay. But we ca- we kind of have to know what's going on here. You know what I mean? You can't really be pl- basing your team on maybe. You kind of have to do what's best for the team, as well as Vladdy. So we could get, say, we get Chris Bryant in that trade. That solves the third base problem. But what yep. other options really are there? Like Turner's the only like true third baseman out there. And at his age, like he's kind of declined to the point where you really, he'll make all the a couple of years to come. He'll be better than Vladdy was last year because Vladdy last year was like the worst third baseman in baseball. Like met by like fielding metrics, like he was atrocious. Yeah, but he can't be that bad. It's just it's almost statistically. And it would help us bridge the gap for the guys we have coming up too. Which would be perfect, but I don't. Yeah, it's going to be tough to sell him on coming to. Hey, you want to come on the Roaming Jays? We don't know where we're playing. You're also the end of your career. Like, yeah, I don't and know. It'd be tough sell, but exactly. I I don't know how you do it with him. So we should get into the uh, bullpen though. Now the bullpen we didn't really get into yet. Well, that's yeah. So. We might as well just get right into it. Like the the George Springer thing again. It's phenomenal. It's what they needed. They did what they said they were going to do. They spent all the money and they're not done. Kirby Yates still happened before George Springer, and we got pretty excited about that um so the deal is 5.5 million dollars guaranteed with four and a half million dollars in incentives uh if he plays 70 games he gets into 70 games uh he will hit all four and a half million dollars of it if he gets into uh with 35 games played he gets up to eight and a half million so He's probably as long as he stays healthy, he's gonna probably hit that thirty game for that thirty-five game mark, and then whether or not he gets to seventy, who knows? Seventy games, um, right? Uh, seventy games, no, no, just seventy appearances. Oh, seventy games. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but I mean, 
Uh, yeah, Kirby ATS last year needed surgery to have bone chips taken out of his elbow. I think he pitched in. Yeah, here I'm going to pull it up right now. He pitched in six games, four and a third innings with a 12.46 ERA. Yeah, that's not good. But you know, uh, in 2019, he was the best closer in baseball with a 1.19 ERA. You know what I mean? Like he had 41 saves. The year before, he had a 2.14 ERA. He was untouchable. Like, this is a guy who strikes people out at an insane level because his splitter is unhittable. He has one of those pitches that people just can't make contact with. And everything was pending a physical, a physical, and they looked at his elbow, and they felt pretty good about it to give him this money. It kind of reminds me of the Giles deal in a way of a guy who's, you know, bounce back situation. And we've had good luck recently with some of these relievers that we had at the back end. Like Romano came out of nowhere and has been great. Uh, Dolis has improved a lot. Like if this guy comes back and bounces back the way the way Giles did here, I know it's an injury bounce back. It's a little bit different, but you know that's a, that's the guy who's a good closer in, in, in the AL East, and I, um, the bullpen's looking very good at this point. Well, that's the thing. So you got Kirby Yates, you got Rafael Dolis. you've got Jordan Romano, who's the guy that you use in emergency situations. Like, oh man, it's the fifth. You know what I mean? Like, it's the fifth inning. There's two dudes on. There's one out. Bring in Jordan Romano. He'll get out of it, and he can pitch the next inning. You also have Drew Lee and Merriweather, and he's out of options, so he's not going to get sent down. His injury history makes me think there's no way you can, in good conscience, start him and think he's not going to break. That could be another Romano type of weapon out of the bullpen, like a guy that can go multiple innings in any situation that can maybe be an opener for a Robbie Ray, depending on what you want to do. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's a potential weapon because we've seen him and how good he can be. We saw it last year. Like we've already seen what he can be. And then on top of that, you have Barucki as a lefty. You know what I mean? Like when you start going through this bullpen and then the guys that they could just call up and throw into it, it's really good. Even guys like Thomas Hatch and, you know. Well, and those are guys that are going to be starters in Buffalo, ideally. Hatch, K, like, they're going to be fighting for the fifth spot, right? Like, hopefully. Like, in an ideal world, and Jays go get more pitchers. Like, these are guys that are fighting for maybe the fifth starting spot, but then they're starting in Buffalo, and they're the first couple guys to get called up in event of an injury or underperformance. But they need to go get starting pitching because, like, yeah, tell me I'm wrong with the bullpen, but like it seems really deep to me. You bring AJ Cole back on yeah. that minor league deal, like they, they keep throwing stuff at random veteran. Like, and we could make another deal there too, and that's very, very possible. And, and they're um, talking about it, like they are still in on Brad Hand. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah you, you can't have too many arms in the bullpen. So. Yeah, it was just the problem I was having with the Jays was like we just got so many mediocre arms, like those those long like older veterans who just like last year we got Cole, we got Chase Anderson, we got Tanner Roberts. Like, okay, it's like. These guys are fine, I guess, but you know, you have no potential of them being like twos or threes. Like, we need a guy, maybe he can be that kind of middle exactly. location guy, but we do have a, a lot of depth there and a lot of uh, options. Even if you know Yace's workout, or we we have like a Romano who can who can step in. So it's nice to have that kind of depth in the bullpen now. Well, that's the thing. We got Romano, you got Dolis, you got Merriweather. You got guys. You got guys that throw hard. You know what I mean? And have a second filthy pitch. Yeah. And and for Romano, his slider, he throws it more than his fastball. He throws it almost 60% of the time. So, yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah, man. The Jays' bullpen looks filthy, and they're still not done. Their offense, 
again, the Michael Brantley thing kind of it sucks a little bit, but their offense is a lot deeper. Their defense makes a lot more sense. They have a bunch of outfielders so they can make trades. If you had to make a prediction on what we're doing next, like I, I think that Guriel gets traded. Um, I don't know if you guys link T. Oscar. I think Guriel has the value as far as what teams are going to want. I think he um, makes the most sense in terms of getting traded, honestly. Do you, you think we had one more pitcher, one more starter, maybe another reliever, and then you think we had another infielder? Uh, I think they add uh, – there's at least another bat coming. You know what I mean? Because they tried to add Brantley. So yeah. we don't know if it's an infielder or a DH or an outfielder or what they do, but it looks like that's that's something they want to do, Like, and they will go do it because it seems like they're going to have to trade for pitching unless they send Trump power. Like, who plays like somewhat good defense, whether it's either Colton Wong or even maybe a Semyon, something like that, because that's what they're trying to help out with. Bo, Bo isn't terrible, but they want someone to kind of help that little bit. Yeah. Vlad situation. Semyon is a guy that teams have asked if he could play third base or another infield position. Maybe the Jays were one of those teams. Uh, I don't know if he's like a sure thing, but his shortstop defense was really good. Something that they could use. Uh, I think it'll be something like that. I think Brantley was more of a situation where, you know, George and him were really good friends and it was just like, hey, just come here and it would have been a nice fit. We would have a spot after making a trade. But yeah, I, I really expect an infield move coming soon. Yeah, that's that's they have to. They've been saying it the whole time. They, they kind of have to do it. It yeah. just. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think that's it for big stuff um, that happened, unless you guys want to get to any any more thoughts. But it's it's pretty great. We're pretty positive. Like we said, we, we got the, the little negative out of the way first because we got super hyped up and gassed up because everyone told us like when passing and Rosenthal and Hazel May and all of them tell us that it's good. I mean, you I'm, tend to believe it. <laughs> I'm really glad we didn't do this at like noon. Cause I oh had a my lot of God. Different- Cause yeah. yes, it would have been completely different. A lot had to wait. Here. Yeah, exactly. But it's also, here's the thing. The Jays are out here. The Jays paid Springer more money than anyone else. The, the Jays are giving Kirby Yates closer money. You know what I mean? They're not fucking around with that contract. That's up to $10 million. It's at least eight and a half if he plays 35 games. He pitches in 35. He makes 30. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's if he's healthy, that's going to happen. So they're out here making big boy moves, and they're doing what we asked them to do in the last video. Again, we'll pop back on as things happen. Uh, hopefully, we'll have another one of these soon. Hopefully, they will do something. This, awesome. I predict it's this weekend. There's another big move before this weekend. I, it, the, the way the Brantley thing happened, it almost felt like there was another shoe to drop. And yeah. then when it didn't happen, it it didn't feel like it was going to go bad like it did where he was going to go back to Houston literally right before we recorded this. It felt like they were going to do something else and then it was going to be made. Or uh, he's a guy that's had a lot of serious injuries, so like they have to wait on the physical and that's going to take time. Like, that's kind of what it felt like. And yeah, we're kind of at an all-time high here for feeling good about this team. So... Yeah. yeah. Knock on wood. But it's First just hundred million like, dollar deal for any Blue Jay. George Springer yeah. got hundred fifty, way more. He debunks the whole theory that you know people don't want to go that. to Toronto. They don't want to do it. What was the reason George Springer came to Toronto? They paid him what he wanted. That's what we've been saying the whole time, and that's what happened. So the yeah, Jays are they're a threat, and they're gonna be for a while. Exactly. Also, their are World Series odds. I grabbed these before the offseason because I expected one of these moves. Plus twenty eight hundred down to plus twenty two hundred. So 
once the next big one happens, I'm expecting that to go maybe under 20 to 1, and we start to see some Jays steam coming. So get on that now. I don't know. It's exciting. Like, I haven't felt this good about the team in a while. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's been a while since I felt this good about their chances, and they're still aggressive. They're still out here doing things. So until they do something else, which means we could have another one of these very soon, or it could be a little while. Who knows? A few hours. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's actually possible with this team. This is going to be dope. Uh, get excited, Jays fans. The things are happening. George Springer is a Blue Jay. Kirby Yates is a Blue Jay. Uh, Michael Brantley, it sounds like, was almost Fuck a Blue Jay, but hey. Exactly. Fuck, Fuck that Brantley. guy. He's old. He's injury prone. Eh. Eh. We got the better guy anyways. The one that actually plays center field. Better DH right now. Better Until then, we are the Toronto Until Blue Jays podcast. Uh, we'll name this. We'll give it a different name later. Uh, you can find us, our website, torontoontilt.com. You can find us uh, on Twitter, at Toronto on Tilt. The video will be on YouTube, Toronto on Tilt, and then streaming on all platforms, Google, Spotify, Apple, uh, Breaker, Bleaker, Anchor, all of the things, Toronto on Tilt. I've been Steve Artabello with Anthony Harris and Theo Yordano. Until the Jays do something else, go Jays. <laughs>